Researchers break down forever chemicals in 100 days. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Coastal areas of southeast Texas were inundated last week by Tropical Storm Imelda, which was one of the five wettest cyclones ever to strike the lower 48 states. Imelda dropped more than 43 inches of rain on the Houston area two years after Hurricane Harvey dumped about five feet. The Washington Post reports that recent studies show slow-moving tropical cyclones in the U.S. are becoming more frequent as increased ocean heat content supercharges their potential rainfall. The oceans are absorbing the vast majority of extra heat from human-caused greenhouse gas emissions, resulting in additional water vapor that storms wring out like a wet sponge. Imelda struck just as youth-led climate strikes occurred all over the world. An estimated 4 million people participated in 185 countries, calling for a future safe from the effects of man-made global warming. The strikes preceded a major climate summit starting this week at the UN, with countries expected to bring realistic plans to enhance efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 45 percent over the next decade and to net zero by 2050. The Paris Agreement to keep global warming at 1.5 degrees Celsius was signed almost five years ago, and a new study has analyzed just how well certain countries have done. Climate Action Tracker monitors 32 countries that account for more than 80 percent of global emissions. The nations doing the worst in meeting the Paris goal? Australia, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Indonesia, and the United States. Those doing the best include Ethiopia, Morocco, and India. Others making good progress? The EU, Canada, Chile, Costa Rica, and Argentina. However, they all still have a lot of work ahead to meet the 1.5-degree goal. Climate Action Tracker says that phasing out coal to produce electricity is the single most important step to reach the Paris goal. While India still relies on coal, its renewables industry is making huge leaps forward, and investments in that sector top those in fossil fuels. India is expected to surpass its Paris Agreement target. In other news about the climate crisis, last week a coalition of about 10,000 farmers and ranchers in the U.S. endorsed the Green New Deal. The group will lobby Congress, educate consumers, and work to ensure a transition away from fossil fuels. Earther reports that the coalition also seeks to end subsidies to giant corporate agriculture and focus on smaller family farms that practice regenerative and organic methods. Some researchers are suggesting that global warming will put human brains at risk. Scientific American reports that by 2100, increasing water temperatures could result in much of the world's population not having access to omega-3 fatty acids crucial to brain health and function. Humans obtain the molecule DHA mainly from diet. It plays a key role in the survival and function of our neural cells, especially during the brain's development. Not having enough of the fatty acid may increase the risk of depression, dementia, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. The most abundant source of DHA by far is fish, which get the fatty acid from algae. But warming waters are causing algae to produce less of it. Larger countries with rapid population growth, particularly China, Japan, and Indonesia, will face the most severe DHA shortages. The fatty acids can also be obtained from nuts, seeds, and land animals, but the DHA found in fish is incorporated into developing brains 
10 times more efficiently. There were new developments last week involving the so-called forever chemicals that have contaminated water sources around the U.S., especially on and near military bases. PFAS chemicals have been used in food packaging, nonstick cookware, and firefighting foams, and exposure to them can be harmful. They are persistent in the human body and the environment, meaning they don't break down. However, a new study shows that a relatively common soil bacterium may degrade the strong chemical bonds of the molecule. In the lab, researchers determined that after 100 days, the bacteria had removed 60% of the contaminants. The lead author of the study, Peter Jaffe of Princeton, told Fizz.org that researchers were very encouraged to see the bacteria substantially degrade the chemicals, but he cautioned that more work needs to be done before they reach a treatment that's workable. And finally, when you fly, do not drink coffee or tea that's served on board. Do not wash your hands in the aircraft lavatory and never drink water that isn't from a sealed bottle. Those are the bottom line recommendations from researchers who looked at water quality on airlines and found it could potentially be filled with contaminants. The 2019 airline water study released last week by Hunter College and Diet Detective reveals that several airlines have provided passengers with unhealthy water that tested positive for contaminants such as E. coli and coliform bacteria. Air carriers are required to provide safe drinking water for passengers and crew under the 2011 aircraft drinking water rule, but the researchers found that when the EPA finds a violation, it rarely imposes penalties. The study, which took seven months to conduct, investigated 11 major and 12 regional carriers. Alaska Airlines and Allegiant had the best water quality scores, while JetBlue and Spirit had the worst. Almost all regional carriers earned poor scores, with the exception of Piedmont Airlines. The Washington Post reports that an aircraft's water can become contaminated if the system is inadequately maintained or through hoses when the plane is being supplied on the ground. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Discuss solutions for protecting and managing aging infrastructure at WIC19. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash water infrastructure.